This is supposed to be a happy occasion. Wanna come inside for a little while? Man, this place is falling apart. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. Alrighty then. Hello and welcome back. This is Storytime and I am GamerDude. Glad to have you with us for some more stories this week. Today I thought I'd talk a little about an anniversary. It's not a great or happy anniversary, but we were talking about it in my Twitch stream this week and it occurred to me that maybe I should try to memorialize some of my feelings and thoughts about three years of COVID. I'm recording this during the second week of March in 2023, and it's been literally three years since the state of New Jersey locked down and everything closed because of COVID. And I thought today would be a good day to commemorate, remember, reminisce, I don't know what the right word is, talk about three years of COVID. Storytime has always been about stories from the past and stories of my childhood and stories about things that we remember or things that I used to experience. But it's also about some recent things. I've talked about the elections. I've talked about things that I've learned over the years. And this is kind of a reminiscing kind of episode. I wanted to memorialize this because there are certain parts of our lives where major events happen, where major things go down, and there's a definitive before and after to those particular events. Now, some of them are minor and they apply to just you or just your family, but some can be major. I mean, people talk about December 7th, 1941, when the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor. That was a definitive, life-changing, life-defining moment for a lot of people in the United States. Don't forget the war in Europe had been going on for years before that. But December 7th, 1941, that's when life changed in the U.S. And that's a life-defining before and after moment. 9-11-2001, much more recent. I was there for that. I remember the before and after of that day. Things changed permanently on that day. And we're still feeling the effects of those changes all these years later. But that was a definitive before and after day. COVID is similar. There's not a specific date that I can point to, but I can point to the middle of March 2020 as a definitive week when things changed. There was a before and there was an after, and we're still feeling the effects of the after. But I haven't forgotten all of the before stuff. And I guess that's what I wanted to talk about today, because that before stuff, honest to God, it's starting to fade. It's starting to fade from my memory what life was like before COVID. People talk about the new normal, We have a new normal thanks to COVID, and it's a mishmash of people being masked, people being vaccinated, people taking care of themselves, people not taking care of themselves, people being considerate of their neighbors, people being completely inconsiderate of their neighbors, and that's been going on now for three years. So I wanted to take a few minutes today and just kind of reminisce about the before times. I hate saying it that way. It makes it sound so post-apocalyptic, but there's a definite before times. Now, before I go back to the before times, I do want to say something about the past three years. It doesn't feel like three years. I don't know about you, but the past three years have just seemed like a mishmash, a blur. I mean, there's a part of me that still thinks it's 2020. I mean, as you get older, the days do blur and they do mush together. And I noticed that in the early 2010s and 2015, 2016, 2017. But I could remember the years being separate and things happening in those years. But the time between March of 2020 and now March of 2023 
While I have done some things, and I've done a lot of things, and while Mrs. Gamerdude and I have traveled to a few places, for the most part, it's been kind of a blob of time. And I think it's because our lives have changed, at least in our own heads, in a way where we don't experience things the same way we used to. And I'll get to that in a few minutes. But before I do that, I wanted to try to memorialize what I was doing leading up to March of 2020. And I know I've talked about this a little bit before. I've talked about COVID a couple of times. COVID has become a huge thing in our lives. Just like the 9-11 attacks, and just like December 7th for our grandparents, there are certain things that are just defining of a generation. And COVID is going to be defining for everybody who's lived through it, whether they realize it or not. The way we work changed as of March 2020. The way we go to school, the way we shop, the way we eat, the way we travel, everything changed as a result of COVID. And it really formally started in March of 2020. But I remember reading about this thing called COVID in the early part of 2020. I became aware of it reading news stories because I read all of the time. I try to keep up on politics. I try to keep up on international news. I try to have a variety of sources. But what I was picking up in early 2020 was a lot of concern and a lot of fear about this pandemic. Now, we'd had previous conversations and we'd had previous warnings about things like SARS, the bird flu, the swine flu. All different kinds of flus were supposed to be really, really dangerous and bordering on global pandemic. And while they were all bad in their own right, while they all caused some problems, there was a different tone and tenor in the things I was reading about COVID. And I remember reading articles about lockdowns in Italy and the whole country closing. I remember reading the early articles about a food market in China where all this had started. I remember reading about how the scientists were trying to trace it and contain it. I remember reading a very detailed article about how airborne viruses had been misinterpreted over the years and the differences in masking up and the differences between a surgical mask, an N95 mask, a cloth mask. I remember reading about all that stuff because the size of the droplets made a difference in the kind of mask you wanted and in the kind of effectiveness that the mask would have. And I remember in early 2020, I want to say it was mid-February, when I started thinking about, oh, you know, if this is a global pandemic, we should probably have some masks. And I remember going on Amazon at that time and trying to find masks. And lo and behold, masks were sold out all over the place. And when I found that that was the case, that's when I started getting really concerned. I noticed that masks were selling out. I noticed that Lysol was selling out. I noticed that toilet paper was selling out. Cleaning products were selling out. Hand sanitizer was selling out. Anything that could kill germs and viruses and bacteria, it was all selling out. But the first one I remember having a hard time getting that I really, really wanted to get was those masks. I wound up getting some balaclavas. Those are the collars that you pull over your head that you can fold up and form a mask over your face by pulling it up over your face and over the back of your head. That's all I could get for a period of time. So I had a stack of those because you have to wash them, you have to keep them clean, you have to rotate them. And this is when N95 or K95, depending on where you're ordering from, it was before they were readily available. I mean, they had them before, but the run on the masks in early 2020 was huge. And I remember being fearful about not being able to find masks. So I ordered what I could get my hands on. Back in early 2020, it wasn't clear what the response to this was going to be or how bad it was going to be, either in the United States or anywhere in the world. I mean, the doctors were telling us it was bad where it was. It hadn't quite reached the U.S. yet, but everywhere it had been, it was bad. And the way global travel is and the way people expose themselves to things these days, I knew it was just a matter of time. 
I mentioned this story on my Twitch stream. Back in late February or early March of 2020, I don't remember exactly when, because things were kind of a blur. Things were happening so quickly. Every day something new was going on. But I remember that one of the courts that I appeared at regularly back then, before I decided to take my early retirement, which, by the way, is also an aspect of COVID that I never would have expected, but we'll get to that. But I remember an attorney had traveled overseas and appeared in court, one of the courts that I appeared in regularly, but I wasn't there at the time. And they had been overseas, if I remember correctly, it was Italy, right before they locked Italy down. And they appeared in court, coughing and sneezing and hacking, but assuring everybody that they weren't sick. It was just something that they picked up on the plane. Well, as a result of this appearance, they shut down that court. They closed up the building, cleaned out the court. They had a cleaning crew in there. But this was so early in the process, they didn't really have a lot of testing mechanisms in place for COVID. Now, a lot of people didn't get sick as a result of that mingling of this attorney with everybody else who appeared in that court. But to this day, I wonder how many people did get sick. And I wonder if that attorney actually did have COVID. My suspicions are yes, but I don't know. Because we didn't have the testing then that we have now. But that's the mentality that we were dealing with back in early 2020. People would continue to show up at work, coughing, sneezing, hacking, without consideration for how they might affect other people. I mean, people are still doing that. But there's less of it now than there used to be. But pre-COVID, people would just show up to work, coughing and sneezing and, you know, shrugging it off. Eh, I gotta work. I promise not to sneeze on you. That was the attitude. So that was one of the concerns that I had reading about COVID and reading about people coming from overseas, coughing and sneezing, and showing up in court, exposing everybody they talked to, to whatever they brought with them. I honestly never thought that the state would shut down. I honestly never thought that there would be businesses directed to just close up. I never thought that anybody in the state of New Jersey, or actually anybody in the United States, would take this that seriously. I could see that they should, but I wasn't convinced that they were going to. That's why I was buying masks, because I figured they'd make us go to work, even through a pandemic. Even with people dropping dead on the street, I figured they'd make us go to work anyway. That's the mentality that we have in this country. At least some people have. I don't particularly have that mentality. I figure if you're sick, you should go home and be sick and don't infect other people. But the work till you drop dead at your desk mentality is very prevalent in the United States. And it carries over to whether you're going to drop dead at your desk or you're going to kill the people next to you. There's a lot of people who adhere to that belief that you just show up to work no matter what, no matter the cost to you or to the workforce, you got to go to work. That's actually one of the positive things that COVID has revealed is that's not necessarily the best way or the right way to run a business. But before COVID, that was the prevalent mentality. And that's why I didn't think they were going to shut down businesses. But it was three years ago this week that they decided to do that, much to my relief, because I, for the life of me, did not want to be going into court and being exposed to all the people bringing in whatever diseases they had. Because one thing I've learned is people are inconsiderate. And combine that with the mentality that you got to go to work no matter what. And that's how you kill off a population. But I remember many other things before the lockdown. I've talked about this before, both on the podcast and on the Twitch stream. Mrs. Gamer Dude and I had a big trip planned that was set to go in April. We were going to meet her brother and her sister-in-law in Talladega for a NASCAR race. We bought the tickets. We booked the airfare. We had the hotel reserved. It was going to be a big spring trip. It was set for mid-April. That, of course, didn't take place. They grounded the planes, they canceled the race, and we had to put off the trip. 
Now, honestly, I can't remember if they rescheduled the race or not. I know they did the race. I just don't remember if they rescheduled it or if they ran it when they said they were going to run it. They just didn't have fans there because they did that a few times, too. But either way, we couldn't go. We were able to get a refund for the ticket prices for the race, and we were able to get a refund for the hotel. The airline wouldn't refund our money. Airlines never refund money. They extended us a credit for the next time we wanted to fly, but the credit expired. And it expired long before we were ready to fly again. It wasn't an open-ended credit. They put a time limit on it. So we were out $800. One of the many reasons I hate the airlines is because they do stuff like that. They just take your $800. Even in a global pandemic when people were dying, they wouldn't give you your money back. They also took bailout money from the government. They kept my $800 and they took bailout money. I mean, my $800 didn't make a difference in the long run to American Airlines, but they kept it anyway. It would have made more of a difference for me if I had it back than it did for them, but they kept it anyway. Am I bitter? Yeah. Well, American Airlines has screwed me many, many times. This was just the most recent. Prior to the lockdown, I remember us going to Applebee's. Applebee's was the last place we went out to eat before things locked down. And I remember going into that Applebee's. The Applebee's is literally five minutes from my house. It no longer exists, by the way. It closed because of COVID. But before COVID, it was still open, still thriving, and that's where we would go on Friday night, occasionally, for dinner. And I remember before the lockdown took place, as we walked into the Applebee's, I remember saying, let's enjoy this, because if they decide to lock down businesses, we may not be here for a while. Well, we weren't there for a while. We never went back, and we never can go back, because it's gone. Now, I know people are going back to restaurants. I know people are eating out. We're not doing that yet. We've gone on a couple of trips. We haven't eaten in restaurants yet. We've eaten at restaurants if there's outdoor seating. We've eaten at little cafes if there's nobody else there and we're far enough away from the wait staff and from the kitchen staff so that we're not exposed. But we don't go into crowded restaurants. We just don't. I know other people have and they have been for a while, but Mrs. Gamerdude and I have not reached that level of comfort where we are able to do that. We're just too concerned about the way other people are and how disrespectful they are to other people's wants, needs, feelings, and conditions. We're all vaxxed. We're all boosted. We wear masks everywhere. But we know that's not the case for everybody else. And so we're not at a place where we can go to a restaurant yet. That's three years after COVID started. And that's a huge change for us because every Friday night we used to go out someplace for dinner. And if we were out shopping, we would stop, grab a bagel, grab a lunch, grab ice cream. We would do that without thinking before COVID. Nowadays, if we go out, we have to plan it. We have to plan it carefully. We plan when people are not going to be there. We make sure that a place has outdoor seating in case we want to sit down. We make sure that there's a place where we can be where other people aren't. We never used to think that way. We think that way all of the time now. Also before COVID, before March of 2020, we used to go to the movies all the time. Not every week, but if there was something out that we wanted to see, we would go to the movies. We'd go to the mall, where they have the multiplex. We'd grab matinee tickets there. There were a couple of theaters nearby that were just standalone theaters. We'd go there. I'm pretty sure the last movie that we saw before COVID was the first Sonic movie in the theaters. We went because it looked like fun. We went and had a good time. I remember it. Since COVID, we haven't been to a theater. Just like with a restaurant, we're not ready. We're not ready to go sit in a crowded room or even an uncrowded room with other people breathing and coughing and sneezing and watching a movie. We're just not in that place. Same with travel. We've traveled a couple places. We've had a couple of trips, Ocean City, Lancaster, but we've stayed at VRBOs, Vacation Rental by Owner. We haven't gone to hotels because we don't want to be in a place where other people have access to where we are, like the cleaning staff or the hotel management. 
And when we've gone to these places, we've actually brought our own bedding. I know that sounds kind of paranoid. It is paranoid, but we're very concerned. We don't know what other people are doing. We can't trust other people to do the right thing. One thing COVID showed us, you can't trust people to do the right thing. Some people you can. Most people you can't. So we've brought our own bedding. We bring cans of Lysol. We spray the crap out of everything wherever we go. We also have hand sanitizer everywhere we go. In the car, in the glove box, in a suitcase. We bring it everywhere just to be safe. We're not real comfortable going places where other people are or have been or might be. We used to plan a couple of trips a year. We're still trying to, but it's very, very different. We just don't feel comfortable. We don't feel safe going other places. Not so much because of COVID itself, but because of how people treat COVID. And more importantly, because of how people treat other people with COVID around. That's one of the reasons we haven't flown. Before COVID, you would get sick flying just because you were flying with a tube full of other people. I call the plane a tube, but that's what it is. It's a tube in the air. It's a sealed tube in the air with everybody breathing the same air. They claim it's all filtered, and I'm sure that it is, but I remember bringing home viruses and bugs off of plane trips many, many times. And do you think that's going to be any better now that COVID is around? Especially with the lunatics that are on planes these days. You've seen the stories. It's not just COVID. It's you've got lunatics flying in planes. They're just stupid. I don't want to deal with those people. Are we going to ever fly again? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I mean, there's places that I would like to go. I know there's places Mrs. Gamerdude would like to go. But are those places places that we want to go so badly that we're willing to deal with all the lunatics and crazy people out there? I don't think we're there yet. One of the other major changes because of COVID was my work status. Before COVID, I envisioned myself working at least five or six more years before I was thinking about retiring. I mean, I was getting tired of working, but I didn't anticipate stopping working anytime soon back in early 2020. I had many, many years ahead of me of full employment, and I was enjoying it. Like any job, there was a downside, but I enjoyed the people. I enjoyed what I did. I was good at it. Certain parts of it were tiresome, but that's the case with any job. That's the case with every job. Certain parts are tiresome. But then COVID rolled around and it changed the way that every business operated. Now, one thing that we learned at the company that I work for is that the entire job that we did was capable of being done remotely. There was no reason, there was no need for us to go into an office. There just simply was not. Now, as an attorney, I had to appear in court. I had to go to court, I had to negotiate cases, I had to meet with judges, I had to meet with opposing counsel, there were times where I had to go meet with our clients. All of that stuff evolved because of COVID so that we were able to do all of that remotely. We didn't have to go to court anymore. We didn't actually have to be in court to have a hearing or to have a trial. During the last year that I was working, I had many trials all by Zoom or a Zoom equivalent. But we had trials with the witnesses appearing by video, court reporters by video, judges, attorneys, all by video. It wasn't easy, but it was doable. We were able to have conferences by telephone or by video conference. We were able to have attorney meetings by video conference. We were able to have staff meetings by video conference. There was no need to go to the office. We were able to work 100% remotely. So during the early days of the adjustment after the COVID lockdown, this was a pretty good situation for me because I was already afraid of being exposed at work. And the fact that everything could be done remotely meant it was basically impossible for me to be exposed at work because I didn't have to go anywhere. I could work from my living room. 
And I was loving that. It made it so much easier. Eliminating the commute, eliminating the time in the car, eliminating the downtime on the road. By being able to work from home, I was basically getting another hour or two back out of my day that I used to spend commuting. It was basically, in my mind, a win-win for me and for the employer. But now we get back to the mentality of this country and of the corporations and of the people in charge at these corporations. And they have this mentality that, oh no, you have to be in the office to work. Now, granted, the way my job was before COVID, I wasn't in the office that much anyway. Most of the time, I would go to court every day. At the end of the day, instead of having to go to the office, I could go to my house and I could work remotely from my house for the rest of the afternoon. So if my court appearances ended at 2 in the afternoon, I could go straight home, work from 3 to 5, 3 to 6, 3 to 7, whatever it was, and be done that way. I didn't have to go to the office. But I still had to go to court. I had to go somewhere. COVID made it so that I didn't have to go anywhere. But the corporate mentality was changing as the vaccines became available and as the corporations decided they needed to justify their rent and their big buildings. And because there are certain mentalities of bosses that require people to be there so they can see them, so they can show the flag, so that there's FaceTime. There's this certain mentality that thinks that people can't work unless you're watching them work, unless you're supervising them. That mentality was kicking back in and is still kicking back in in corporations throughout the country. And I could see it coming. I could hear it by the way certain people were talking. I could hear it in the way certain people in the state were talking. Certain people in the company were talking. Certain business leaders were talking. I could see it. They wanted to jam everybody back into these crowded courtrooms, into these crowded offices. They wanted to bring everybody back and make them sit facing each other in these little rooms, having their little conferences when it was completely unnecessary and without consideration to the way people thought or felt or to the realities of how COVID spread. Because don't forget, COVID has never gone away. It's still out there. You can still get COVID. You might be vaxxed and boosted, but you can still get COVID. And if you're older, like me, if you have underlying conditions, like me, it's a concern. And so because I saw the handwriting on the wall, because I could see how the corporate mentality was working, because I could see how people were thinking and acting and feeling about the quote-unquote post-COVID world, which doesn't exist, but in certain mentalities it did, I had to sit down and think about what was best for me. I had to sit down and think about whether I wanted to keep working in this kind of environment. For most of 2020 and for all of 2021, I was able to work remotely. I never had to go back to court. It's not that I didn't want to go back to court. I loved being in court. If you've heard me talk about being a lawyer, the thing that I loved the most was being in court. That's why I loved my job so much. I was in court basically every day. That was the best part about my job. But COVID ruined the best part about my job. Being able to go to court, being able to meet with people, being able to talk to people, being able to have trials in person. That was the best part about my job and it was gone. And I didn't want to be forced back into a situation where by doing my job, I would be putting myself at risk every single day. And so after serious discussions with Mrs. Gamer Dude and a serious crunching of the numbers, I took a look at my situation and I decided to take early retirement. Several years prior to any time that I thought that I would retire, but for my own peace of mind, my own mental health, my own physical health, I thought it was the best thing to do. And Mrs. Gamer Dude was behind me 100%. We looked at the numbers. We said, we can make it work. And she said, basically, if it's good for you, if it'll make you feel better, if it'll make your life better, then you should do it. And so I did. It's not a decision I thought I was going to make at that point in my life, but it was the right decision for me to make at that point in my life because of the circumstances. And I'm glad I did. 
So that's just my initial look back. These are the things that popped into my head when I was thinking about what life was like before COVID. My life and Mrs. Gamerdude's life, they've changed completely as a result of COVID. And it's fine. It's what it is. You adapt. You adapt to life. Life hands you something and you know what? You deal with it. And we've dealt with it. And we'll continue to deal with it. We'll make it up as we go along. And we'll enjoy the ride. Anyway, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being a part of things. As always, I appreciate you taking the time to be here. I appreciate you taking the time to listen. And I can't thank you enough for your support. Until next time, you guys take care of yourselves. And I'll see you when I see you.